Well, in our readings today, I reflect on the relationship between a loneliness, I think, and an emptiness that all of us have at the center of our of our being in relation to the and, and the Eucharist on the other hand. So you've got this emptiness and then you have the Eucharist. In our first reading, the children of Israel are sick of manna. They can't stand it anymore. Okay? And they remember all the, the variety and the good food that they had when they were back in Egypt. Now, the New Testament interprets the Old Testament oftentimes in a sort of allegorical fashion. And it's been common to look at this passage here in, in uh, the Old Testament, the books of Moses, the deliverance of Israel from the children of Israel as a symbol of our own deliverance from sin and from the darkness of alienation from God and, and the loneliness that that, uh, that's wrapped up in, in that. A two, the promise of God's love for us, a relationship with God. And, uh, unfortunately, you know, so that, and that passage takes place through water, through baptism. Um, and then manna is understood and read symbolically, um, as the Eucharist. Okay, so the Eucharist is what helps us journey through this desert of our life to the promised land of heaven. Um, and, uh, we see here just as much as the Israelites looked back to Egypt longingly and, and really didn't appreciate the manna, so also Christians, unfortunately, uh, baptized members of the church can kind of look back on the other side of their baptism, back towards that, that whole world of sin and death and kind of long for it, pine for it, desire it. And say, boy, I wish I could do that. I wish I, I was doing that. And maybe they will do it. And maybe they do do it. Okay, so it's a, it's a love affair with sin that they have. And uh, if that's the state of your heart, you don't appreciate the Eucharist. The Eucharist is like, ah, it's boring. My gosh, I can't stand going to Mass. It's so tedious. Just show up and you do the same thing over and over again. For crying out loud, I'd rather do something else. And what we have, what we're dealing with here is this, this very deep, profound emptiness. It's part of the human condition. This is, this emptiness comes from many different sources. I, I reflect, I've been reading recently some work on some psychology. And, uh, this author has got very interesting, you know, profound insight into the human condition oftentimes when we're, a lot of our emptiness and the feeling of loneliness goes back to childhood experiences. Um, no parent is perfect. It's even the best of parents don't parent 100% right. And there's always going to be some lack, some kind of need that of a ch- in our childhood that was not met. And that lack is going to create a kind of an emptiness. And of course, you've got very severely dysfunctional parenting or severely dysfunctional family structures, which then all the more create this serious, serious uh, sense of emptiness and lack in our hearts. Um, and then, of course, we add to that emotional emptiness and neediness, our own personal sins, which make that gaping wound all the more uh, deeper and broader and darker. And what do we do to try to fill that gap? Well, we got the 
We've got the um, the melons and the leeks and the cucumbers and the onions and the garlic of Egypt, which is you know we got you know totally engaging ourselves in entertainment, sports, um, sexual sin is a is a big one. Maybe there's a someone in your life that you know you're attracted to a romantic relationship. You think that this is going to be the answer that this person is going to fill this emptiness and it's not going to happen it can't happen there's no created reality that can actually fill that emptiness uh, only the love of jesus christ can fill that emptiness that's it it's the only thing that can do it and if you have that love you you have enough it's sufficient okay so you don't need the love of jesus and something else all you need is the love of Jesus. And that comes to us through the Eucharist. So it's fundamentally the Eucharist that fulfills us because it's the love of God. It's the light of Christ's love coming into that darkness and illuminating it. We see that in our gospel text today. Here's Jesus. I, I think that you know Jesus hears about the death of John the Baptist. And he goes off by himself. There's a kind of a fundamental loneliness that Jesus immerses himself in. He gets in the boat and he kind of goes out and he's all by himself. I think he's reflecting upon his own imminent death. Here's John the Baptist who got killed for the sake of righteousness. And he know, and Jesus is saying to himself, I know, Father, that I'm going to experience the same fate that John the Baptist did. So there's this kind of loneliness. There's this um, fearless, uh, a willingness to face the reality of death. And we all have to face the reality of our own death. So lots of times we try to avoid the reality of our own death by just sort of um, uh, distracting ourselves with the leeks and the garlic and the onions of Egypt, um, which really can't it can't sh- can't get rid of death. The only thing that can can get rid of death is the love of Christ. It's the only thing that can overcome and conquer death. So here's Jesus. He's facing his own death, and then he gets out of the boat and he sees the needs of the people. They're like sheep without a shepherd. They're so needy, and he's able, out of his love, then to feed them. And that multiplication of the loaves is a symbol of the Eucharist that he gives to us. So so also for all of us, with that emptiness that we know and we experience, we need to first accept the love of God in our hearts, face our own limitations, face our own emptiness, face our own finite uh, you know, existence, and um, that, and accept in its place not any kind of substitute or, or momentary distraction. That's really futility. But we accept the love of Christ, and then we turn to others and we give them true love. And that's where we find that fullness, and that's how that emptiness uh, is is made up. And then the manna doesn't look boring. The manna looks like. This is the greatest gift ever. We love this manna. And I would never go back to the leeks and onions of Egypt. That manna uh, is not only necessary, but it's totally sufficient. It's the love of Christ, and it's all that we need.